7.06 on Monday night here till 8 o'clock answering all your employment questions. Dave Vaughn here from the firm to answer those questions, get to a bunch of topics tonight. And as always, we uh, start off with the severance pay calculator. I'll give you some details on that. You want to know what you should be owed as far as your severance is concerned. Type in some basic information, severancepaycalculator.com. Get the real number, what it should be, and use that for your uh, your starting point, your launching point when you're finding what your severance and getting the severance that is owed once you contact uh, Lior. So we always start with the week that was as well, Dave. What do you got going on? Yeah, a couple interesting ones uh, this week, John. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, I resolved this last week, um, and it was uh, actually uh, resolved uh, quite quickly. Uh, it took about a week or two to resolve nice. total. Um, and in this case, the employee was terminated just after she found out she was pregnant. Now, this isn't what you think, though, John. Right. Importantly, the employer did not know she was pregnant in this case, okay? okay. Um, so this clearly was, she wasn't let go because she was pregnant. Um, there was nothing improper here in terms of a human rights violation or a violation of the Employment Standards Act. However, this reality did impact the severance package we were able to negotiate. Um, this is because one of the factors considered in determining a reasonable notice period is the availability of similar employment. Because right. the notice period is supposed to allow uh, an employee an opportunity to find new work, give them a legitimate opportunity to replace their job. Um, in this woman's case, we had a very strong argument that, unfortunately, it would be difficult for her to find a new job. once she's, well, For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of employers aren't going to be willing to hire someone who's visibly pregnant. Um, so this fact was used to convince the company's lawyer to provide a much more generous severance package than she otherwise would have gotten. Cool. That's not right. And it is a, it's not a very common situation. So that's why I thought it was an interesting one to bring up. And, uh, the lesson here is, um, it's easy for us to always focus on age, length of service position, Mm. the factors we talk about on the severance pay calculator, right? Right. Um, but there are personal, uh, circumstances that can come into play in terms of the notice period here, um, that can actually lengthen a notice period. So the other ones I can think of are, um, you know, if you're injured. Okay. Yeah. If right. you're off work or something like that, or yeah. if you're disabled, or yeah, if you're visibly injured, yep. visibly disabled, that may make it more difficult for you to find a new work. Uh, other ones would be um, if you're actually subject to a non-competition agreement, okay, uh, a valid non-competition agreement that's properly drafted. Uh, you know, if an employee actually can't find, uh, or, or there's a lot of uh, a limited amount of jobs that they can work at in that area, that may lengthen the notice period. Would geography have anything to do with it? Whether you're in a small town where, they, like you said, there's not much employment as opposed to being like a Toronto or a yeah, Chicago. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, I see situations where uh, maybe a, a company, a big company or a big plant or factory located in a small town or a yeah. northern town uh, lets a lot of people go. Um, there's just not going to, that person's going to get a better notice period or likely mm-hmm. a better severance package than if you're, you're let go in Mississauga with the same age, right. years of service and position. What else you got going on? Uh, another one, uh, recently settled a case at a mediation involving an eight year employee who is on a series of one year contracts. Uh, so despite the fact that he was employed with the same employer for eight years, he signed a new contract each year. Um, just you know, to outline the salary, yeah. it was the same position, uh, incremental raises. Um, so when the contract ended um, at the end of the summer, um, that was, it just it wasn't a calendar uh, year. It was actually September first, August thirty first. Mm-hmm. Um, the company terminated his employment. Yeah, after, they, after contract number eight. Right. Right. And w- when they did that, they thought they, they you know they thought they were le- you know legitimate of to course. say it was legitimate to say oh your contract's over. Yeah. Let's see where this is going. Yeah. So. Uh, 
in doing so, the, the company took that position. You're not entitled to severance pay because he wasn't a permanent employee. Uh, you know, the contract provided the notice that they had to give him. Um, obviously, the law protects employees from this type of situation. Um, one, maybe two contracts is going to be legitimate. That's a legitimate contract. But once you get past two into three, yeah, four, eight. five, eight yeah, contracts, your gig. you're a permanent employee yeah. and you're entitled to the uh, exact amount of same, same amount of severance as anyone sure. else, right? And so the company uh, didn't realize this, apparently. They, they didn't realize that. Um, I mean, once they uh, retained legal counsel, um, they did. They, they still you know, stuck to their guns and tried to mm-hmm. argue it right through the mediation. But um, we were able to settle it on, on the basis of uh, him being an eight-year employee. want to remind you that the uh, phone lines are open, 416 6400 star 640 on sale. We'll take a quick break. You want to know how uh, Dave gets any of those numbers as far as months and dollars is concerned? Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. And a reminder, anytime outside of uh, show hours, you need to get a hold of Lior. Quite simple, one 821 5900 would be the good phone number. And it is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. The Monday Night Show, of course. Got Dave Vaughn here uh, from the firm answering all your questions, taking your phone calls and going through a bunch of topics under the employment umbrella against severancepaycalculator.com. If you have not checked it out, do so. When you have but a moment and it is uh, very easy to use, you can download it off uh, you know, iTunes and uh, Android, Apple's all good for there for your desktop and your tablet. Uh, temporary layoffs is where we're going to uh, start this show first. So we want to get to a phone call. Got uh, Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you, pal? Oh, not so bad. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's your concern? Um, I, w- I was working at a dealership for... Uh... 26 years, and I, I was recruited away um, to another company. And unfortunately, I didn't get anything in writing, and they had promised me a certain amount of money, and now they want to renege on that amount. Are you still working there, Jim? I'm not working at the dealership, I'm, I'm working at the new place. Right, the new place, okay. Um, uh-huh. So what they offered you a certain uh, commission structure, or bonus structure, or, or what's the uh, what's the deal there? Uh, uh, salary. It okay. was salary um, uh, set amount, um, but now they he's kind of figured that they think that they may it it might have been too much, which was quite a, a bit less than what I was making at the last place. But okay, when did you make the move over? A month ago. Okay, so we're still uh, we still have a lot of time um, uh-huh. in terms of uh, in terms of dealing with this. Um, so obviously you you quit the old place, so you have nothing yeah. you know against them. Uh, Twenty six years of service. Um, unfortunately, you don't have anything against them. But the new employer. Um, so in terms of the new salary, is that was that in writing? Was there a job offer letter at all? No, no. Yeah, nothing. Okay, so it was just a ver- no. no emails. It was verbal. It, um... There was a, a few people um, that knew about it kind of thing. So you'd have some witnesses. Uh, yeah. Well, I think what I would tell you here is send an email to them just so you're starting to, the paper trail. It's always oh. important to have things in writing. And just uh-huh. confirm what he told you the salary was supposed to be uh-huh. and ask what, you know, ask him to confirm that you're still going to get that. Okay. And if, if he says, you know, if they say, no, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to give you that or uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna I can't give you that anymore, it doesn't make sense, well, at least that's in, uh, on paper that you've confirmed that that's what you thought the salary was. 
Um, uh-huh. And if we do have to cl- uh, claim a constructive dismissal there, uh, because obviously he's lowering your salary, which would be a constructive dismissal, you have some ri- you have that in writing, and uh, and you know that would be helpful. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and there's a. Quite a bit of detail here, Jim, that goes into this type of situation. So if you can give us a call tomorrow, uh, we can help you deal with this situation to either get that salary to you uh, and make sure you actually do get that. Or if you don't, um, you know, we can uh, help you assert constructive dismissal and really protect that severance package uh, that, that you could get. All right, then. Thanks. Jim, how long were you at the, uh, the first job, the one you left? How long were you there? 26 years. Uh, 26 years. Wow, 20, so would that 26 years factor in to the uh, severance we get from the new company, so it's likely not all of it. Okay, um, but it would. It's de- you're definitely longer than a. You'd be considered more than a one month employee. Yeah, right, right. Um, right. And, and no court's going to believe that you uh, left 26 years of service uh, without you know some type of a salary right. uh, promised or guaranteed, right? right? So, Jim, here's the number, uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Please call uh, Lior or Dave tomorrow morning uh, as soon as you can to get the ball rolling. Got uh, Tony here. Hi, Tony. How are you? Tony. Hello? Hey, Tony. Tony. What's your concern, pal? My question is, are unionized employees entitled to a severance pay? They are, yes. Um, it would be in in the collective agreement, though. So your union would have to help you get that if you're let go. You there, Tony? Yeah, it has to be in the collective agreement. You said. Well, you you get the uh, if you're a Ontario uh, employee, uh, provincially regulated, you would get the uh, Employment Standards Act minimums for sure, and you could actually get more than that possibly. Um, in accordance with the uh, collective agreement. But um, if you do get let go, you'd have the union would, uh, would would be fighting for you on that and representing you. And no outside, the point is no outside legal counsel. That's Once right, you're a yeah. union member, right? nobody more, outside the union I mean, can fight it, for you. It's more codified. It's in the, in right. the collective agreement. Right. Uh, that it's going to say that. Or if it doesn't, the union's going to help you get that, and it'll likely be the employment. So, Tony, basically, if you didn't get what you thought you deserved from the union, you can't call Dave tomorrow and say, can you help me out because you're bound by the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. Make sense? Okay, so if you have a collective agreement, you can't even use legal counsel? You can't go outside no. the union, right? No, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you have to go through the union. You have to, eh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I know some collective agreements for certain construction workers and that they have no severance pay. They can just be let go and get nothing. That's right. Construction employees, that is the one, that's the exception there. Uh, construction employees do not have... Uh, severance pay under the Employment yeah. Standards and Act. And pool cleaners, which is really weird. We yeah, don't know why. But. If you're a union employee, though, right. y- that's correct. Um, the union construction employees, under the, the uh, if you're unionized, you would not get any severance pay. Help you out there, Tony? Yeah. It just seems like it's so unfair. Yeah, well, I mean, there's 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 benefits and, and drawbacks to being part of a union, right? You have some protections, but then in other ways, it's, uh, it's not always the greatest thing, you know? Okay. All right. Appreciate it, pal. Got uh, a meme. One more call before the break. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Okay. What's your concern? Um, I used to do a roadside assisted job with this, uh, a local CAA mm-hmm. company. Yep. And uh, I worked there for two years. And uh, uh, once it, the damage happened when I was towing a car, and they made me to pay for it, but told me to sign a paper. Uh, you know, to pay for that damage, which I refused, and they let me go after two years, and they kept my $2,300 last two paychecks and security deposit with them still after three months. Okay, and that was to pay for the damage you caused? Yes. Or they say you caused? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and you're there for two years, so I assume they alleged they had just cause to terminate your employment because of this damage? Yes, they should be a termination letter. Yeah. Did you sign it? No. Uh, I didn't sign anything. Uh, they told me to sign a lot of papers, but I didn't sign anything. Good. That's, that's a good, uh, good choice. Yeah. Um, so you're two years of service. How old are you? I'm 39. 39 years old. Um, you know, you could, you'd probably get it somewhere in the range of four, five, six months even of pay. Um, and it's very hard to establish cause for termination, especially, um, you know, sounds like it was an accident. Uh, yeah, well, while I was towing a car and then uh, it happened, which was uh, already existed, uh, major, uh, which I claimed. Right. Even though they had all the kinds of pictures and everything, uh, but they still let me go. Yeah, okay, that sounds like it's going to be very difficult for them to establish cause mm-hmm. for termination. Um, was that the first time you had gotten into this type of situation? Yes, and uh, uh, like I'm a self-employed, like incorporated. Is this still count as an employee or no? Oh, so you were an independent contractor? Yes. Okay, so that's per- that's another reason why they may not have given you severance pay. But uh, if you've listened to the show uh, before, you know that it's, um, you know, a lot of the times you're, you're considered an independent contractor, but you're, you're not actually. You're called one, but you're not one, yeah, right? Yeah, you're called yeah. one, but the law wouldn't actually deem you one. Um, did you work there? I mean, was this your only job? I was the only job on a set, uh, set amount of hours which they provide me to work five days a week, 12 hours a day. Yeah, For two okay. years. Wow, okay. Two years. You sound like an employee. Yeah, you, you'd, yeah, it sounds like you'd be entitled to severance pay, and uh, I, I do, do not think they'd have cause to terminate your employment. So um, you should, when did this happen? Uh, it happened in August, uh, exactly after two years, yeah. Okay, so it happened just last August, August 2016? Yes. Okay. Um, and have you found a new job yet? Uh, n- not really, but uh, I just need to know uh, one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened to my last two paychecks, which they are holding everything? Yeah, I mean, that's that's one one issue, obviously. They're, I assume they're withholding that because of the damage. Um, you should be able to get that back. In addition to that, you could get, you know, three, four, five, six months of severance pay. Um, so that's, you know, you're owed some, some entitlements there that you're owed. So I would strongly recommend you give us a call and we can uh, figure out how to get those for you. I mean, that number before we uh, go to a quick break here, one 855 Call that number and make an appointment. Get in there and uh, get this one solved. We'll take a short break here. Lots more of the employment hour coming up here. You want to uh, give us a call. we got open phone lines at 416-870-6400, star 640 on self. First, a look at AM640. Chopper traffic for Guildhall Wealth. Here's our pal, Ari. 727 on your Monday evening. Yeah, you call that number. we got some open lines. Want to talk to us? You have employment concerns, severance concerns, anything like that? Uh, Dave Vaughn here to answer all your questions till 8 o'clock. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. You want to find out what your severance package should really be worth. And if there's questions that you, uh, you don't have or don't want to make a phone call, you can go to terminationquestions.com as well. Drop down menu. Chances are, at this point, uh, three and a half years on, your question has probably been asked and answered. If not, leave it there, and the firm will get back to you, and Lior will get back to you with uh, with the answer to your uh, your question. Daniel, good evening. Hi, John. How are you? Good, sir. What's happening? Um, I just wanted to speak to Mr. Santiro here. Um, I have a friend of mine who's of the First Nation community. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's an elder, so he's in his 70s, uh, 60s to 70s. And he's been working for a nonprofit organization for a little about seven years now, and he's uh, he's basically leaving the leaving the organization because you know there's corruption issues and various other issues, and he was being underpaid. In fact, they've been paying him under the minimum wage standard because he hasn't really signed a contract with him. He's just been working for them 
based on a based on understanding for the past six seven years, and they've been kind of misusing him. And uh, now he's he's thinking of leaving the company, and they're not going to pay him anything. In fact, they're just going to pay him his first month pay uh, rent pay, and that's about it. Does he live there? Did no, he lives. Uh, he he lives in uh, government housing, uh, or uh, he has his own rental. But okay. Uh, the reason the reason he's leaving is because he asked the company to raise his wages so that at least he can uh, you know make or afford to pay for his uh, daily expenses but they refused and they said well you can leave if you like and that's what he's doing okay so he should not uh, should not leave before uh, before talking to us um, because there may be uh, an opportunity there to claim constructive dismissal against yes, the company. Um, because if he just leaves, if he resigns or quits, he's not going to get any severance pay whatsoever. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, he could be owed accrued money, uh, wages because of the, you know, the violations of the minimum wage. Um, but he may not, he likely won't get severance pay or, uh, or termination pay. So what he should do, um, is give us a call and we can talk to him to see whether in fact he has been constructively dismissed or if there are uh, things that are happening to him that can amount to constructive dismissal because that occurs when it's not an express termination, but they're, they're treating him in such a way, um, that he has no choice but to, uh, treat his employment as having been terminated. If you're, if you're dealing with corruption, illegal activity, things like Mm -hmm. that, that could amount to uh, breaches of the uh, employment contract in, uh, in which Uh, case he could say constructive dismissal. That's right. So, um, you know, he's, he's in his old, older age now. He's in his seventies and sixties. I don't know his friend. I don't want anybody to take advantage of him. Right. Um, so I just, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just trying to reach out to see how I can assist them in any way I can. Well, this number is a good place to start. one 821 5900 Daniel, again, one 821 5900 couple things, too. I mean, A, a it's illegal to pay below the minimum provincial uh, minimum wage, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, I mean, but a company, having said that, if they were paying him, they don't have to legally give raises, even if you ask, No, right? they do not have to give him a raise, but... They do if it's below minimum wage. Yeah, right. They have right? to, right? So uh, that would be, uh, you know, one area where you could say it is a constructive dismissal that they've been well, all along breaching the Employment Standards Act right. or other, uh, you know, legislation, minimum wage legislation. Daniel, I'll give you that one more time. one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number. Got uh, Larry here. Good evening, Larry. Hi there. How are you doing, guys? Good, sir. What's Good. Uh, what's going on? Um, I'm a I'm a truck driver, and I'm actually calling because uh. You know, my my boss, he's been plan he's been paying his employees as subcontractors. Now, from the understanding that I have, it's illegal to pay somebody as a subcontractor unless they own the tools they are using. Well, that's Am one of the you know, one of the factors we consider. Okay, because he's been doing this to all of his employees for God knows how long. I just recently became an owner operator, but a friend of mine was working for him and like he doesn't pay any of the HST. Um, he pays no taxes at all to his employees and he's actually now withholding my friend's pay for 90 days. Why is he doing that? Well, that's the thing. He says they can because he's a subcontractor. Does your friend uh, work for anyone else? Uh, yeah, he, he just, he recently got a job. But so he's not working for your employer anymore? Well, no, it was kind of, um, okay. My, he went out on a trip. His mother uh, went into the hospital because she's got cancer or whatnot, and he you know, said, like, listen, I need to come back, and my boss delayed him coming back, not finding him a load back right away, and so he started coming back 
empty from where he was. So he's saying that he's going to have to, he's going to charge my friend for the uh, not picking up load. He's going to charge him for the fuel use. He's saying that he's going to, you know, hold his pay for 90 days hmm. and all this okay. kind of stuff. So, but he, is he, is he not working there anymore? Or is he still working there? Well, he's not working here anymore, and it's not like he fired. It's not like he got he quit. You know, it was just it kind of happened. Like it actually got to the point where the police were involved, and a whole bunch of stuff happened. He's gone to the labor board about it, and I just want to know, like, is this something that could get really big, and I should look for somewhere else to work? So you're calling about what your friend should do or what you should do? Kind of both. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of different issues here uh, at play. So I, I'm still a little confused in terms of what happened to your friend, but it sounds like he's not working there anymore. So it sounds no, like he's not. Okay. okay. So it, so it sounds like the employment contract's been terminated. Is that or the subcontractor contract's been terminated? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if that happened, um, he would be entitled to uh, severance pay, likely. Um, he, so he he worked for other employers though during that time. No, no, he didn't. And okay, so, so he was, didn't. like he was only here for about two okay. weeks. He only worked there for two weeks. Yeah, and all this happened within a two-week span. Wow. Oh wow! All right. Uh, it yeah. sounds like it's a uh, yeah, you know, not the best place to work. Yeah, well, and like that's the thing because like I just bought a transport. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, I have payments to make and everything mm-hmm. else, and sure. it's like it's one of those situations where. Yeah, you know, I look at my wife at the end of the night, and I said, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, well, I would recommend starting to look for a new job, because that doesn't sound like a, a great place to mm-hmm. uh, work, and it sounds like there's a lot of different issues going on there. So uh, if, if your friend was um, an employee, he would be entitled to some te- yep. severance pay. He was only there for two weeks, though. So it could, be, could be a few weeks' pay. You know, it yeah. could possibly, right? So. Uh, you want to follow up, it's simple, one 821 5900 Taking a short break here. Lots more of your phone calls on the way. We have some open lines, 416 870-6400-640 on cell. We'll also get into the discussion of temporary layoffs after a short break here on the Employment Hour. AM640, chopper traffic now. Here's Ari. It is 738, the Employment Hour. We got open lines, 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. If you haven't used it yet, check out severancepaycalculator.com. Dave Vaughn here from the firm as we go right till 8 o'clock in the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. We are back Wednesday at uh, 7 o'clock as well. Give it to you right between the eyes. All your questions, all your severance questions will be answered over the next few minutes if you care to call in. We're going to talk about uh, temporary layoffs, Dave. Um, we'll start with the uh, the bread and butter basics. What is a temporary layoff? How is it different than a regular termination of employment? So a temporary layoff occurs when an employer informs an employee that they are not to attend any more, uh, attend work anymore, but on a temporary basis. So right. you're not going to work, uh, you're not going to perform your job, and you're not going to get paid, importantly. Um, the intention is that, that you will be recalled to work um, and the employment relationship continues. There's no break in service. Right. Uh, under the Employment Standards Act, a temporary layoff can occur for up to 13 weeks uh, if your ben- health benefits are not continued and actually up to 35 weeks if mm-hmm. the employer does continue your health benefits. Uh, so that's a pretty long time. Um, they can do a, a temporary layoff. A termination, on the other hand, is when an employer permanently ends the employment relationship, right. has no intention of having the employee come back to work. Is an employer allowed to lay off an employee temporarily? An, so an employer is only allowed to lay off an employee in two scenarios. Okay. The first is if the employee has been laid off in the past, such that there's an implied or understood term of the employment contract, mm-hmm. um, that layoffs are allowed. Um 
in such a case, the layoff is permitted, but it would have to be for either the 13 weeks or the 35 weeks or somewhere in between. Um, so if, if they're not going to continue health benefits, it's only for 13 weeks. If they are, they can do it for up to 35 weeks. Um, the second scenario is if your employment agreement, your job offer letter, uh, specifically states that you're allowed to be placed on a layoff in accordance with the ESA. So it's very important when you're accepting employment um, to take a look at the job offer letter, the employment Read agreement. Read that sucker. Yeah, because you don't yeah. want to be subject to, you know, eight and a half month layoffs. <laughs> Right, right. you're not getting paid. I mean, and that's you a significant yeah. amount of time. You bet. Um, otherwise, though, if those two scenarios don't exist, um, an employer is not entitled to place an employee on a layoff, mm-hmm. and um, you know that would the employee can consider that a termination. Well, I was going to ask my next question: What can the employee do? So the first thing to do is give give us a call because it is very important to act quickly and um, and carefully in these situations um, because if you accept a layoff. Once, you can be deemed to accept it from then on in. So if right. they can lay you off once, maybe in a, you know, and they call you back to work and you haven't said anything about it, a couple more months, they do it again. And now can you can't do anything about it, right, right? They continue to do that. So there is right. that implied term, that understood term, um, you know, that, that they are allowed to lay you off. And what we will do is we will tell you to inform your employer that you do not accept the layoff um, and that you're going to treat it as a termination unless they call you back to work. Okay, so if the employer does call you back to work, that's great because you go back to work, you have your job back, and you can actually confirm um, with them in writing that I do not accept layoffs moving forward. I'm coming back to work. I'm not going to accept this moving forward. And if the employer doesn't call you back to work, they just say, no, we think we can do this. The Employment Standards Act says we're allowed to do this. Um, We would, at that point, tell you that you can treat your employment as having been constructively terminated, and you can pursue a wrongful dismissal action against your company, and you're going to be entitled to severance pay. More details on that coming up in your phone calls as well. we got some lines open, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Have a look now, AM 640 Chopper Traffic for the Cooking Channel. Here's Ari. 745 on Monday night. Dave Vaughn here from the firm. You need to get a hold of Lior outside of show hours at 1-855-821-5900. We have open lines here at the uh, station you want to call in. you got some time until 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on set. We were talking about uh, temporary layoffs. How often do you see them? They're not as common as a standard termination, obviously, um, but they're not uncommon. I mean, we do deal with them quite, uh, you know, relatively frequently. Um, They seem to happen more often um, in in weak economic times um, because employers are legitimately don't don't have the work. They're out of work, right? Uh, They can't afford to keep people on, um, but they don't necessarily want to terminate the employment relationship. Um, Other employers use temporary layoffs as a way of attempting to avoid paying severance pay. Um, they hope that the employee will find a job within that, you know, 13 or 35 weeks. And then when they do call them back to work, um, the employee doesn't go back and they're not owed severance pay. Um, So you see that quite a bit. Um, And I can tell you, as soon as the employer finds out that you're employed, they call you back to work. Yeah. Oh, you can't come back. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Where are you? Yeah. So uh, that that seems to happen (laughs) as much as you think it would happen. So how about this? Uh, You know, and I'm sure this is the the first question. If someone walks through the door that has been temporarily laid off and they find out they get severance, how much severance do they get as opposed to someone who's just been let go? It is the exact same as a regular termination. There you go. Um, if you consider yourself to have been constructively terminated and you, you handle it properly, you're going to get the same severance pay as if it was a normal termination. Uh, so we're going to look at age, length of service, position, uh, and the availability of similar employment. And to that last point, if 
if you're in a company that's doing temporary layoffs, um, you have an argument that there's probably not a lot of available work out there, right? Because the company's saying, we don't have work. Uh, our industry's short on I work. See, yeah. uh, I mean, maybe it is just specific to that company, but there's going to be other times when it's industry-wide. Um, so you're actually going to be able to say, look, you, you're, you're the ones that are saying that there's no work in the, uh, right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it can actually justify um, a, a longer, uh, a bigger severance package. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You mentioned uh, weak economic times. Are there other situations where the temporary layoffs are allowed? Yeah, as discussed, um, you know, if there's been previous layoffs, um, so you've uh, you've uh, basically accepted or understood that there are going to be layoffs, that's allowed. And if there's a term in the employment contract um, that allows it. Uh, realistically, they don't have to provide, it's like any termination. The employer doesn't have to provide a legitimate reason for doing so. Um, they can lay off. There's no, you know, threshold to meet in terms of why there's a right. layoff. Uh, a lot of the times it is because of economic issues or fiscal issues, but um, there's no. They don't have to provide a reason. So moving forward, what can an employer now? What can an employer do if they want to uh, make you know layoffs part of what they do? Yeah, if you're an employer in the employment contract, make sure you have an express term um, that allows you to. Uh, to place the, uh, an employee on the layoff in accordance with the ESA. So the employee knows that when they accept employment and when they sign their employment agreement. Um, just like you could have a, a, a contract uh, that says, you know, we can terminate you in accordance with the ESA. Mm-hmm. Um, you want one that we can put you on a, a, a provision that says we can put you on a layoff in accordance with the ESA. Um, and you need that to be in the contract and you need them to sign it before they start working. Right. That's key, right? That's huge. Uh, if they sign it after they start working, uh, unless you give them some type of a signing bonus um, or a promotion or a salary raise, it's not going to be enforceable. So uh, include that in your contract. And then your employee, when you you place them on a uh, layoff, your employee comes to you and says, it's a constructive dismissal. They say, no, it's not. You agreed to it. It's part right. of the terms of your employment that we're allowed to do this. So how often do you see people walk through the door, uh, they come in and they say, you know, I've been temporarily laid off. I've heard you show and I don't think they're allowed to do this. And you go through their employment. Okay, oh, no, there you are. You signed it. How many people miss looking in detail at that employment agreement. You know what? I don't see that many contracts that include an employment uh, or a layoff provision in accordance with the ESA. We see a lot of contracts that attempt to limit the actual termination pay someone's owed, a termination clause. And we've talked about that on the show before. It's very very common. Um, But the layoff ones are not as common. I don't know if employers think about it or put their mind to it, but they should. Because it allows you to place people on layoff and uh, you can uh, protect your business that way. Get to a quick call before we uh, take a break. Hey, Joe, good, uh, good evening. How are you? I'm fine. I got a quick question uh, for, uh, for, for you. Dave there. Yep. yep. And it is where does the employer employee relationship begin and or end in terms of behavior at the holiday party? <laughs> nice. Right. Well, anything that happens at the holiday party is. You know, you can be disciplined for, or the employer can discipline the employee for. Well, do, you, do you have a specific scenario in mind? Well, it was something that I observed, but uh, would prefer not to get into, but it just seemed to be inappropriate. <laughs> right. but, uh, that sounds interesting. I wish I could, I wish you would tell me. Cause, yeah, uh, exactly. Give me, give I know. Me a call tomorrow because I am interested in what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, you know, around this time of the year, you, we do get a lot of calls about things that uh, happen at holiday parties. Is so. that because you're under the umbrella of the employer still, even though you're off grounds, maybe at a Christmas party? Yeah, uh, that's right. And you oh. are, you know, you're at a work event. So uh, what you do and uh, say can be held against you in terms of the employment relationship. You're at a work event. Um, so you need to be careful. You need to watch what you say, watch what you do, watch what you drink. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Yeah. You got that? Thanks, Joe. We'll take a quick break. Uh, 
Salman, we'll get to your call as well. Hang on the line. And for you, if you want to call in, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. More of the Employment Hour coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640. We will slide in a couple phone calls here in our uh, remaining moments of this hour. Back again Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Got uh, Salman, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What's your question? Perfect. Quick question. Uh, it's regarding uh, an employee. So we have a business in Scarborough where we hired our first employee and uh, we gave her the contract. And in that, uh, we mentioned that the probation period was going to be three months. Mm-hmm. And that was what was agreed between us. But now that we feel that we need to see her performance even more to assess if she is the right person for us, we just wanted to either change the contract or do something in writing so that we are safe, basically. So right. I just wanted to get an idea of whether it's possible to change the contract. Because with regards to the contract, what has so far happened is that she, of course, has signed it, and uh, it's signed by us as well, but uh, I haven't given her a copy yet, and I'm not sure if she has made any copies, which I'm not aware of. So I was just basically, uh, you know, deciding as to whether I should do another contract altogether and get right. this one or do a letter. Uh, I mean, what's, so, what's going to be the best way to go about Sure, it? yeah. So under the Employment Standards Act... Um, you know, if you if you have a uh, a provision in your original contract that says you know we can let you go during the first three months, the probationary period, without termination pay, uh, that's legitimate. That's allowed under the Employment Standards Act. Um, after the three month period, um, you need to give her at least one week of pay. Okay, so if you if you let her go at the six week mark, uh, sorry six month mark, you can't give her nothing, even if it says that in the contract. So you you really have nothing to worry about in that sense. With that said, um, you likely want to have a provision in there, uh, which I'm not, doesn't sound like you do, that limits her um, to the Employment Standards Act minimums, which is uh, essentially a week per year of service um, for a small company like yours. So what I would recommend is, um, and, and you know, at any time you can let her go. Um, it doesn't have to be during the probationary period, but at any time you can let her go, and you'd be able to just give her those minimum standards. So mm-hmm. what I would actually recommend you do is introduce a new contract, give her you know, a small raise or signing bonus, and we can actually work with you to get in um, a proper prov- provision that it's limits drafted properly. Drafted right. properly that limits her termination pay. Right. So I'm sorry we had to let you go. We're going to get to another call quickly. It's uh, John here. Hi, John. Uh, just quickly, the Employment Standards Act says that uh, an employee has the right to refuse service to a customer who is rude or disrespectful. Correct. Sure. Okay. Uh, so say uh, a party is abused and refuses service, and then the same customer calls back six months later, is that bad of refusal still in effect? Sorry, so you're, are you an employer or an employee? Employee. Okay, and you don't want you don't want to basically serve I- someone? I don't want to deal with a customer. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So oh, what I would do there, John, is I would just tell your employer that this person's rude and um, and that you don't feel comfortable dealing with them. Okay. What happens if that same customer calls back six months later? Is that ban still in effect? Well, you just have to work that out with your employer. Okay. Thanks. Have yeah, no problem. Bye. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's 
I just tell your employee you don't want to work with. Yeah, them, right? and that's not the Employment Standards Act, but if you, I mean, you're not in a position where you have to work with, uh, you know, an unsafe or uh, you know, deal with harassment in the workplace, right, right? right? That type of stuff. But there's not not a simple provision that says if you think someone's rude, you don't have to work with them. We're going to uh, wrap it there for another week. In the meantime, you need a number to call to ask more questions. Until we get back in here Wednesday at seven o'clock, it is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred Lior. That's L I O R at employmenthour dot com. Got to thank. Dave Vaughn for doing the show again on a Monday night. And if you haven't been there, severancepaycalculator.com as well. Find out what you're really owed as far as your severance package is concerned. This has been the Employment Hour. Back here, 7 o'clock on Wednesday once again on Talk Radio, AM 640.